On episode 340 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got some rumors, we've got some Tetris, we've got some Final Fantasy, those stories, and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around, let's talk Nintendo! Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. Uh, This episode, I almost screwed that up. I did screw that up, but now I pointed to it so everybody knows that I screwed it up, but I'm going to just keep going anyway. Uh, This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Joycephine. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by heading on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Also, leave a voicemail for the show by heading to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I might even play it on the show. Oh my goodness, we have a, a packed show today. Let's start with a tweet from uh, Takashi Mochizuki. He is basically uh, the Wall Street Journal's man on the ground in Japan. And he tweeted out this very interesting analysis of NVIDIA. NVIDIA was doing their shareholders meeting or something like that. And uh, they were there's a Nikkei article, and he, he kind of translated it. Uh, for us, but this Nikkei article is about how Nvidia is currently not doing as well as they did last year, and you know I'm sure that there's reasons for that, but that's not for this show to really cover. Um, what the, there there was a very very interesting bit of information at the at the very end of the article, and basically uh, the the person who was on uh, on stage talking they said. We are regaining growth in the game. Uh, and they're talking about, this is, you know, poorly translated from Japanese, but or, um, poorly translated from Japanese by uh, Google. Uh, all right. So translating from Japanese to English is difficult, but it says here, we are regaining growth in the game. The sales volume of parts shipped for Nintendo's game console Switch is expected to increase compared to the second quarter. So what they're talking about is the second quarter, you know, every 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 company has a um a calendar and they break it into quarters and they they compare the quarters. They say, "Okay, this quarter we did this, then next quarter we anticipate to do this." And what Nvidia is saying is that the parts that they're making for Nintendo, they are expecting to sell a lot more of them in the third quarter. I guess in the second quarter, they didn't sell as many as they were hoping, or I I guess what would be a better way is that they didn't sell as many as in first quarter or something like that. Now, in third quarter, they are expecting to increase their sales compared to the second quarter. And a lot of people glommed onto this. Glom a word? I think it's a word. It should be a word. It's a word now. Let's just decide that it's a word. 
a lot of people glommed onto this and they said that this is evidence that the Nintendo Switch Pro or the Nintendo Switch Mini, of which we've heard a lot of rumors about, like this kind of supports that. And I don't know that it does. I, I don't know that it does. Because there's a lot of reasons why the Nintendo Switch would increase in sales. And and that's what NVIDIA is, is kind of banking on. I mean, they make the hardware inside the Nintendo Switch. So, you know, when, when Switch sells very well, NVIDIA makes a bunch of money. And when Switch doesn't sell well, NVIDIA doesn't make as much money. It, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, but there are a lot of reasons why Nintendo would start selling a lot of Nintendo Switches. And they're not all hardware-related. But let's start with the hardware-related stuff, and we'll we'll, we'll move on after that. So like I already said, a lot of people are uh, anticipating that NVIDIA is saying that because of new hardware... Uh, NVIDIA is going to sell a lot more of the parts that Nintendo requires in order for to make the new Nintendo uh, Switch Pro or Switch Mini or whatever it happens to be. And that's going to increase their bottom line a lot. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, first off, Nintendo said specifically that their, their, their Nintendo Direct at E3 which is on the 12th, I think. Let me, um, e3.nintendo.com. Let me make sure I get the date right. Yeah, it's on the 11th. I'm sorry. So, um, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We've got, uh, June 11. Uh, we've got a Nintendo Direct from E3. And Nintendo has said specifically, this is based on software. We're going to focus on software for this Nintendo Direct. The reason I feel like Nintendo felt the need to clarify that is because a lot of people have been talking about rumors of a new piece of hardware from Nintendo. Either, uh, you know, a Switch Pro, which uh, people are saying that the bezels would go away and um, the screen would be higher resolution or something like that. Or a Switch uh, Switch Mini, which would have the Joy-Cons attached to the device and, uh, like, it would be an all-in-one uh, portable focus system. And while I don't, while I think it's perfectly plausible that both of those things could happen, and it, it does make a lot of sense for Nintendo to do that. A Nintendo refreshes hardware on a regular basis. That's always something that they've done, um, especially with portable hardware. I don't think the time is right yet. I think it's close. I think we're really, really close for the time to be right for that. Uh, we're coming up on, has it been three years yet? Um, so it came out in 2017. Well, we're, 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 we're just past the, the second year and we're now into the third year of the Switch. I think it makes a lot of sense for Nintendo uh, to refresh their their hardware. Joel Mead 24 in chat is uh, giving me the math. It's two years and two months. Thank you very much. Um, so I think that that's great. And I'm looking forward to when that hardware refreshes. And I hope that Nintendo surprises us with something, but I don't think they're going to do it at E3 because they've already said that they're not going to. And 
they don't need to do it at E3. They've got a pretty good lineup of games for the second half of this year. We've got Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, Fire Emblem, and, and, and whatever else that they haven't told us about yet. So with those games and the second in the second half of this year, I don't think that Nintendo really needs to push new hardware, especially because they are just selling so many games. Like They are selling a lot of games, and they're selling a lot of Nintendo Switch systems. Nintendo doesn't need to do this right now. So why would NVIDIA anticipate that they're going to uh, be selling a lot more in third quarter than they did in second quarter? Well, I think it's because uh, maybe they're privy to what Nintendo has planned for E3. And whatever Nintendo has planned for E3 is going to be exciting. Uh, Nintendo has had the past... The past three E3s, three, two E3s, uh, have been extremely exciting for Nintendo. You know, three years ago, probably not so exciting when we didn't have anything to see uh, because we knew that they were working on what was codenamed the NX at the time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that the, that ended up becoming the Switch and came out in March. Uh, so we didn't have anything three years ago. But two years ago was very, very exciting for Nintendo. And last year was huge for Nintendo at E3. Like they just had a lot of, they, they, they had a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, I anticipate that this year is going to be roughly the same. It's going to be an exciting time to be a fan of Nintendo stuff. And I got to tell you, um, I'm really looking forward to diving in. We're, we're less than a month away from Nintendo's E3 uh, announcements and not just Nintendo, like all of the E3 announcements that are going to happen. And I'm excited to talk about that stuff. In fact, uh, that reminds me, I got to do every, about every six months we do this. um, uh, N64 Josh from Nintendo Powercast and um, the guys from uh, Nintendo Pulse, uh, we usually all get together and analyze what's going on with Nintendo uh, after E3. Uh, and we'll, I, I mean, I haven't talked to those guys uh, yet about that, but I'm sure that we will. We, we have for the past couple of years, uh, we do it after E3 and we do it uh, at the end of the year around Christmas time. Uh, so I'm sure that we're going to have that. So make sure that you guys look forward uh, to that as well. And I got to tell you what I got to look forward to. I got to look forward to Tetris. The more game cartridges a video game system plays, the more fun it is. Uh, Tetris 99 has another Grand Prix. This is Grand Prix number three. It's for the Tetris 35th, 35th anniversary. That's pretty crazy. Uh, this was tweeted out by Nintendo UK, and uh, I think they call it something different here in the US. I can't remember exactly, but the Tetris 99 Grand Prix. Uh, is is now live. You can play it now. And this is something that I did not notice when I talked about it before. But Tetris 99, you can unlock a new theme for your game. And that is a theme based on the original Game Boy. That pea soup, greenish yellow color. And 
Why anybody would want to unlock this, I don't understand, but I do. I want to. I can't quite explain why, but my nostalgia uh, muscles are kicking in. The lizard part of my brain is taking over, and I really want to unlock this. Now, how is it that you unlock this theme? You unlock it by reaching 100 points in the competition, which goes uh, from now... Well, I mean, it's already started uh, until the 20th at 8 p.m. UK time. So that would be 3 p.m. Eastern, my time, uh, on uh, May 20th. So that means we have a couple of days to get 100 points. Now, how do you get points? Well, in order to get the points, you get 100 points for coming in first place. So if you play Tetris 99 and you get a Tetris Maximus, you become the, the you get a victory royale in Tetris 99. If, if that happens to you, you get 100 points right there. If you come in second place, you get 50 points. And I, I think I'm doing the math right or, or doing uh, saying the numbers right because I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. And I, I expected this to have it listed there. Uh, oh, here it is. I'm, I found it now. Uh, so where, oh my God, it started scrolling like crazy. Where are the points? I don't see the points. Um, oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you get points by playing and the higher you place, the more points you get. If you place in the top 80, so, or actually no, it's from, if you place from, from number 80 to number 99, you get two points, I think. So even if you're terrible at the game, you can unlock this by playing 50 games of Tetris 99. And that might sound daunting, but you're not going to get um, 80th place every single time, even if you're bad. I think every time I've played this game, well, I can't say every time, but most times that I've played this game, I've come in uh, 50th or higher most times so the chances of you coming in like last place every single time are really really slim so then the highest number of games that you have to play in order to do this is 50 so let's let's pretend for a second that you're terrible and you you can't you 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 can't do anything other than have those blocks drop super fast okay fine put on a movie I suggest Iron Man 1. I just finished watching it. Uh, Put on a movie and sit down. Watch that movie with Tetris on your lap and just keep joining games and push down to lose. Those, Those games will take very, very little time to play because you lose real fast and then you can queue up for the next one. Is that going to be fun? Well, it depends on what movie you watch, but... It won't be as fun as playing Tetris 99. But if you don't think that you can earn the 100 points in the next two days, maybe you just don't have the time. I understand that. Uh, but if you've got the time, sit down and play. You can. Everybody's going to be able to earn the 100 points, I think. Um, you know, pass, the, pass your Switch around to people. Have them play it so that you don't have to. Uh, because then you can unlock this ridiculously cool Game Boy theme. That just looks fantastic. I love how it looks. I'm very excited for it. And uh, 
I, I think I'll probably unlock it and I'll play uh, in that theme for a couple times and then I'll probably switch it back because, man, it can't be great on the eyes. Um, it's going to be weird seeing Tetris look like that but move the way modern Tetris does uh, because I have a Game Boy on the shelf behind me. Uh, there it is right there. Uh, I've got a Game Boy on the shelf behind me and it's got Tetris in it and um, it does not play like like modern Tetris. Uh, it really doesn't, but it's going to be cool to see uh, those uh, that game playing, looking the way it does and playing very, very differently. All right, so Teleview was this thing out in in Japan, and uh, Square Enix is a company in Japan. So there's my there's my trans um, uh, transition segue. There's my segue uh, for the next story, which is all about Final Fantasy VII. All right, I want to talk about Final Fantasy VII, and uh, you know, and then I'm going to have to go back because I just missed a story. But Final Fantasy VII just got updated. Uh, Final Fantasy VII launched on the Nintendo Switch recently, and it launched with a bug that is very irritating that it launched with. And, and the bug is is basically that, let's say that you are in the overworld, and you are wandering around, and you, you know, you're listening to the awesome music from that game, because it's got great music in that game. It really does. Uh, you're listening to that music, and a random battle happens. All right, you get the cool thing where the 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 uh, the world kind of spins, and you go into uh, now instead of the top down view, you're seeing that side view where you get to see all those giant polygons that make up Cloud's hair, and uh, you're in a battle now, and you hear that dun 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 you know you know that song, okay? Then you fight, and then after the battle, when you come back out, the music that you were listening to before starts over at the beginning of the song. So you never really hear the whole song. Now, it's not that it's not really a big deal, but it's annoying. And what makes it even more annoying is the fact that this bug was in all the other ports of this game as well. Um, so when it was por- ported to the PS4, that bug was present. When it was ported to the PC, that bug was present. And Square has fixed those bugs, and they fixed those bugs on those other platforms before they launched this game on the Switch. So the idea that the game launched with that bug again was really annoying for a lot of people. I gotta I gotta tell you. I was this close to buying this game again. All that all that news about Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I talked about um, on Run Jump Stomp podcast, which you should subscribe to if you haven't. Uh, I talked about it on there. I had a guest on, and, and me and Scott Johnson and I talked about Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, and it really made me want to play the original again. And I, I almost pulled the trigger on it. I didn't. Because I have it on my PS4, but I almost bought it on the Switch. So I I had the original Final Fantasy VII on my PS1. I bought it on PC. I bought it on PS4. And I almost bought the damn thing on Switch, but I talked myself out of it. Uh, anyway, the, the game has been patched. 
Uh, Square has posted on Twitter. They said, today we have released patch 1.01 for Final Fantasy VII on both Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. Uh, This fixes an issue that caused background music to restart after the end of each battle and other minor bugs. So if that thing, if that, if that bug was driving you crazy, as I can imagine that it would, it's, it's gone. They have fixed it. And, uh, I think that it's good that Square has, has done that. I want to talk about Final Fantasy a little bit more because I, oh, my Switch is in the other room. Um, I just started playing for the first time Final Fantasy 12 on the Nintendo Switch uh, I kept like eyeballing Final Fantasy VII over and over and over again, and I've played that game so many times, but I've never played twelve. So I, I kept going to Nintendo's website. By the way, I don't know if you guys are aware, but you can buy games from Nintendo's website, and they'll automatically download on the Switch. It's really, really convenient. Uh, but I kept going to Nintendo's website, and I would type in Final Fantasy, and then I would look at all of the games that are there, and I, I would think. Okay, which one of these am I going to get? I'm jonesing for a good JRPG, you know? And I just kept I kept going to Final Fantasy VII, and I it's $15, and I wasn't sure, you know, I, I should I buy it? I already own it. It doesn't seem like a good idea, but something was drawing me to it. And then I kept looking at Final Fantasy XII, and I decided, you know what? Let's, let's pick up Final Fantasy XII. Uh, this was yesterday morning before work. So I'm sitting here eating my breakfast and looking at Final Fantasy 7 and 12 on the Nintendo website. And finally I said, oh, screw it. I'm just going to buy it. So I bought Final Fantasy 12, not 7. I still don't have that on my Switch. I've got that on my PS4. Um, and I downloaded it. It downloaded while I was at work. It's like 14 gigs. It's a pretty big game. Uh, it's 14 gigs. And I got home and I had to record... Um, run jump stomp. Uh, I had a guest on. It was Captain Logan. He and I talked all about World of Warcraft again. Why haven't you subscribed to that show? Uh, maybe you only like Nintendo stuff, but that you know I like a lot of stuff, so that's why I've got that other show. Uh, but uh, we talked all about World of Warcraft tonight. While we were talking about Warcraft, I kept thinking Final Fantasy twelve is waiting for me. I can't wait. Uh, so then. Uh, I had to take my son someplace. Uh, he had he he had a dance to go to, and uh, then my wife went and I went someplace, and then we got back. We picked him. Uh, my daughter picked my, my my son up from the dance, and then uh, sent him to bed. And I sat down and played Final Fantasy twelve, the first hour of it or so. And I didn't record it or any... Well, okay, that's not true. I I streamed it live on my Twitch channel, okay? So if you go to my Twitch channel, you can see the video of it. Uh, But it's the first hour. And, you know, if if somebody wants me to, I will upload that to my YouTube channel as well, if you want. It's up to you guys. Let me know what you want. Um, But it's the first hour of the game. And I have to say... I mean, of course, it's a JRPG, so there's lots and lots of it's very talky at the beginning, uh, lots of cutscenes and stuff. But that game pulled me in real damn quick, like really quick. Uh, the introduction—I don't know how they made me uh, care 
about these characters so quickly, but they did. And, you know, going through the opening uh, hour of the game, I was hooked. I was hooked fast. And I've been incredibly busy today. I haven't been able to pick that game up again. Uh, I'm probably, like, I streamed it for an hour and then, oh, yeah, that's right. I streamed it for an hour and then my wife and I went out. Um, and then I came back and after my son, uh, after I put my son to bed, I, I played it for probably another hour. So I'm probably two hours into the game. That game's awesome. It's really good. I mean, again, I'm only two hours in, but I had a blast with it. And I know that we're talking about a game that came out on the PS2 and it's $50 and these are all of the arguments that I went through in my head while I was trying to decide if I was going to get that or Final Fantasy VII or something else or just not stop buying new stuff and play something that I already have. <laughs> That's funny. Like that would ever happen. <laughs> um, so I, I went through all these arguments that I have to like it doesn't make sense for me to spend $50 on this old game, but it's not an old game to me. To me, it's a new game. And if you've already played Final Fantasy 12, then, you know, I don't know why you would want to play this again unless you adore that game. And then you might say, I don't know, 50 bucks is a lot, but there's a mountain of content there. And there's there's also some things that they did to improve it. You know, they they took feedback from players and they improved upon the game. Uh, I didn't figure this out right away, but if you hit... I don't have my Pro Controller in here, so I'm going to use this PlayStation controller. If you hit the, the shoulder buttons, uh, both shoulder buttons at the same time, the game goes into fast-forward mode. And some you, you might say, well, why in the hell would I want fast-forward mode in a game? Well, there's a lot of walking in the game, you know, as you're walking through a city and trying to get from one place to another, you might want to have fast forward mode on, uh, the battles the the combat in the game is something that's really, really strange. I've never played anything like it. Well, that's not true. I think it reminds me of the beta test of final fantasy 14 combat, which was wildly different than, uh, than this, but the, the battle system seems similar. Now, I'm very early in the game, so I'm sure that there's a lot more depth that's about to happen to this game or, or to this battle system. But basically what you do is you you select a button or a button. You select an enemy and turn on auto attack, basically. And your character will 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 uh, you walk up to the character to the enemy and you start attacking and they're attacking you. And then what you do is if you hit the A button on your controller, uh, the battle pauses, brings up a menu, uh, and then you can either, you know, use your special abilities. Like right now I'm playing a character who's like more of a thief kind of. So uh, I have a steal ability that I can try and steal. And then you can also tell your party like what they what you want them to do but they'll do their own thing on their own they have this system called gambits where they'll they'll they have a set um series of things that they will do in combat but at any time you can say actually i want you to do this right now instead and they'll do what you say 
and then pick up where they left off afterwards. And if you don't like that system, you could turn all of that off so that you're telling everybody what every single thing that they have to do. Uh, but when you're doing auto attacks and waiting for your bar to fill up, listen, you've played a Final Fantasy game before. We all know what it's like to wait for something to come off cooldown. Um, you can speed the game up so that that happens faster. So you take this game, which is, of course, going to be a huge, massive, sprawling, extremely long uh, game, and it shortens it a little bit. And you can you, you can even go into the settings and change it to, to go twice as fast as normal or four times as fast as normal. I can't imagine what four times as fast as normal would be like because that just seems insane to me. Uh, two times as fast as normal seems good. And what I basically do is when I'm fighting something that I fought a couple times and I basically know what's going to happen, I turn on the speed up thing. When I'm traveling from one place to another, I turn on the speed up thing. When I'm fighting something new, then I, I turn it off and it's it's real easy. You just hit those shoulder buttons. It's very, very cool. I like it a lot and I'm very interested in seeing what happens with uh, the story because the characters that they have so far seem pretty cool and I'm excited to find out more about it. Uh, so that's Final Fantasy stuff. And uh, if you've played Final Fantasy 12 and you're a fan of it, let me know. Uh, let, let me know that actually, if you're on the fence and you decide to pick up Final Fantasy 12 because of what I just said, let me know. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, let's take a quick break and talk to our sponsors. Double Dragon 2, the revenge for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, my goodness, that was loud. I'm sorry, I didn't realize how loud that was going to be. Um, we've got uh, some DLC from Dead Cells is coming. We, we kind of already knew about this. It is called The Rise of the Giant. The Dead Cells free, it's free DLC. So if you already have Dead Cells on the Switch, uh, then you've got some more stuff to do. Uh, it is coming out this week. It's very interesting that they haven't mentioned if it's coming to the PS4 or Xbox One version yet. This is according to Eurogamer.net. Um, if you've been waiting for this, it comes out on May 23rd. So that is that is actually really, really close. When is That's Thursday. So on Thursday, we are going to uh, get that DLC. Now, I don't have the Switch version of uh, Dead Cells. I have the PS4 version of the game. Uh, but... It's a really good game, and uh, if you like roguelikes and Metroidvania-style games, then uh, this is this is going to be a game you want to check out if you haven't already. And the developer is doing free DLC for it, which just seems awesome. I love, love, love the animation style in this game. And every single time you play, it's a different game, really. It really is, so... Uh, Dead Cells is getting its big free DLC. I'm, I am looking forward to it. Although I never finished the original, so maybe the DLC won't really work out for me. It maybe it won't be something uh, that I'm excited for or that that appeals to me because I haven't finished it. But I think that uh, for the people out there who are excited for Dead Cells stuff, you got more coming. All right. Uh, speaking of DLC. 
we've got an update for Katana Zero. Now, Katana Zero is a game that is uh, it came out on the Nintendo Switch recently, and it was it was also at the Nindies Direct, and uh, basically, uh, it, it's a it's a side-scrolling uh, beat 'em up game. And it looks fantastic. It, very reminiscent of Dead Cells, but with uh, much faster action, I feel like. And um, it's getting a new update that's coming at the end of the month. And that new update includes hard mode uh, with new enemies and remixed levels and bosses. That's really cool. I love it when 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 a company... Uh, goes through and they update their game to give players who have already mastered it more of a challenge. Now, I am not somebody who masters games. I play games, and I play games poorly, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. I've made my peace with being bad at video games, uh, but I still enjoy them. In addition to the hard mode, you're also going to be getting a speed run mode. And the speed run mode will include cutscene skips and a more stable enemy behavior. And what does that mean? Well, if you've ever watched a speed somebody play a, a speed run of a game, it, it really works best on games that are predictable, where they always do the same thing. If an enemy behaves differently each time, it kind of takes the fairness out of the speed run. So if I am competing to have the world record for finishing Katana Zero any percent, um, and you know I, I get certain enemy behavior that benefits me, that is unfair to everybody who is also trying to have the world record for the fastest uh, any percent Katana Zero uh, speed run because they ran into game mechanics that I didn't run into. And the it, it really benefits the developer if the speed run, if a game is, a, is speed runnable, uh, it really de- benefits the developer because that means people are going to play that game a lot. They're going to master it, of course. They're going to play it. Uh, they're going to stream it on Twitch because there's a lot of speed running, excuse me, that happens on Twitch. In fact, one of my favorite events on Twitch all year long is coming up soon. It's called Summer Games Done Quick, uh, SGDQ. And basically, it's just like a a few days of nonstop, 24 hours a day speed runs of people getting through video games in as fast as they possibly can. It's really, really fun to watch. And they raise just a a metric... uh, boatload of I don't know what a metric boatload is but uh, they they raise a lot of money for charity and it's it's fun to watch as well like the things that people figure out about this about video games and and how to manipulate the game in order to get through it faster is very very interesting to me not that I it's something that I would ever do because again I'm bad at games so uh, Katana Zero is getting a speed run mode uh, and that means that more people will probably stream it on Twitch, which is great. They also fixed an optional stealth level, and they're going to be releasing the game in Australia and New Zealand as well. Uh, Before we get out of here, I've got the Nintendo download to talk about, but it won't be too long because we're already at like 36 minutes. (music) 
All right, the Nintendo download. I didn't get a chance to talk about it on Thursday because I went too long, and I'm, I I want to talk about it today, so let's go fast. We're going to lightning around this. Resident Evil 4 is out on May 21st, so that's in just a few days. Resident Evil is also out on May 21st. Resident Evil 0 is available on May 21st. Are you sensing a pattern here? Team Sonic Racing for the Nintendo Switch comes out on May 21st. Fortnite Season 9 has begun and for 950 V-Bucks, you can purchase the Battle Pass. We also now have Donkey Kong Jr., Clue Clue Land, and Versus Excite Bike. We talk about, talked about that before. Uh, there are a um, bunch more games coming. A Cane is coming out on May 17th. That was yesterday. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered is on the 21st. Uh, Atelier Lalula, the Scion of Arland, is on May 21st. Chicken Rider, Devious Dungeon 2, is on the seven, uh, came out yesterday on the 17th. And Gunlord X, which I've talked about on the show before, comes out on the 22nd, 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 along with a game called The Last Door Complete Edition. Uh, that's not everything that's in the, um, the Nintendo download, but that's all that I'm going to focus on today. Uh, so if any of those games sound exciting to you, well then what are you what are you doing? Go check them out. All right, let's uh, let's let's button this up. Okie dokie. Uh, become a part of the community at runjumpstomp.com/discord. You can also watch the show live over at twitch.tv/runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me by sending me a tweet at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft because it helps me sort through the tweets. If you are looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right about now is Corneria, Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. Listen to their music. Subscribe to them on YouTube. I'm out of here. See you guys. Bye-bye. I am really excited about Super Mario um, Maker 2, anyway, and about the new features and the new story mode. So, by the way, um, how much does it cost um, uh, to get the um, um, Super Mario 3D World theme for Super Mario Maker? You know, to create my own levels, because I really want this game, because I never played it on the Wii U before.